All right, guys, big time episode with Curb Your Enthusiasm and Succession back. We talked Dune, Barbie and Ken come to the big screen, and some MCU news. Here we go, Nordy's Podcast. And here we go, Nordy's Podcast. I'm Eric. I'm here with Ryan and Jim. How are you guys? Doing well, man. I'm excellent. How are you? Hey, I'm doing pretty well. Happy to be here. And this week, we're starting out with our screencast. Lots to talk about. But before we dive into this podcast, we need you guys to give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at Nordy's Podcast. Also, subscribe anywhere that you guys get your favorite podcast from and get the Nordy's Podcast directly to your phone or your device each and every week for free. Sweet. Impressive. All right, guys. We have a big, huge, exciting beer in front of us like normal. What do we have in this week? All right. Uh, back to Modest, former Nordy winner. Uh, earned it. Earned it every year, pretty much. Abracadaver, which I thought is appropriate. This is our last pod before Halloween because we're going to record it the Monday after Halloween for our next set. So this is a big old double dry hopped New England double IPA. Um, it's a hazy boy. It's pretty delicious. What do you guys think? It's kind of, it's 8.3%, Ryan. So it's a little heavy. You about it's that. a little heavy. It's a little heavy. It's a little intense. What do you think? I like that um, it's a, it's kind of mellow. And actually, I think it's growing on me with each sip. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first sip, I was kind of like, well, what is this? And now, like, sip three and four, I'm like, oh, this is pretty damn good. The, yeah. It was like my senses had to, like, calibrate. Uh, but it is cool can, tasty beer, modest, always kills it. Yeah, it's good. Very drinkable. Yep, there you go. Okay, so here we go. We're diving right in. We got lots of news this week. And we're going to start out with a trailer that we're excited about. Uncharted trailer dropped. What do you guys think? I don't know that we're excited per se, <laughs> yeah. but uh, it's, so, a, okay, it's a trailer. Tom Holland as Nathan Drake doesn't look anything like in the video game. Whatever. Way, way too young. We give it a pass. And then who's supposed to be the old guy? I think his name was Sully in the games. These aren't my favorite games. I couldn't even get through one. I thought it was kind of boring. Um, that's Mark Wahlberg. So like... Okay, I mean, Tom Holland, I was excited about. Mark Wahlberg's kind of a whatever. This trailer was so fucking bad. I just, it's going to be another bad video game movie. Yep. Right? Yep. It looks terrible. <laughs> I just don't think there's anything redeeming about it. I mean, it may have it may have had like iconic shots from the game, you know, like yeah. as in, in in terms of, uh, what do they call those? Cutscenes? Cutscenes. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Um, but I don't think Tom Holland, Tom Holland has done much outside of the MCU where we've been impressed. Yeah. At all. Yeah. He's like Harry Potter, like a young actor who's just never going to escape his perfect role. That's, That's possible. Okay. Yeah. That's okay. Maybe he can just keep playing Spider-Man. If they were like, we have signed him to an exclusive deal for the next 20 years to play Spider-Man and eventually older Spider-Man who moved on and his powers have gone to someone else. Mm-hmm. I would be like, perfect. Sweet. Thank yeah. you, Disney. Yeah. Um. So this is, you know, it's too bad. I don't think I had super high expectations, but, you know, you want to be surprised every once in a while. This isn't going to be it. We will see. Maybe The Last of Us will be the first true good video game adaptation, uh, but we're waiting on it. Yeah. And that's going to be... there's been so many. That's going to be a show, too. So that's a little bit... It's a little different. A little bit different, but yeah. I think that's going to rip, though. I think... And that's with HBO. I don't know. This is Sony doing Sony things. Right. Where you're like, why? Yeah. All right. This is going to suck. Yeah. But I I guess I don't care, though. This breaks one of my main rules. What's that? No, no, Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, well, didn't you watch a Mark Wahlberg movie not that long ago that was really, really bad? No, but if okay. I did, it would be really bad because all of his movies are really bad. Yeah. Um, I think that in a little bit we should play um, overrated, underrated, properly rated with Mark Wahlberg because now I'm very curious to see 
what the hell his body up? of work <laughs> yeah where are these ups that we keep hearing about um these rock rock star the, the departed <laughs> dude i fuck with rockstar that was a good movie what remember that the one with tom cruise no i don't know it was like the one where he was like um mm. gosh it was like always on vh1 <laughs> i'm sure remember it that? was and he was like a fan of this band and then the singer got kicked out and he was like just an obsessive fan and then he got to be the singer of the band Wow, and he was like, like dating, his worst movie and he was somehow. dating, he was dating, um, uh, gosh, Brad Pitt's ex, Jennifer Aniston. Oh, really? Yeah, she's in it. I don't know. I think we should watch that as well. well first, no, let's not. First, first things first. That. You did a great job explaining it. <laughs> <laughs> you killed. That it. was that was wrong. Nothing got me more hyped than when you said <laughs> uh, uh, Brad Pitt's. Uh, uh, ex. Yeah. <laughs> God. Okay. All right. So, well, moving on. Uh, to a movie Ryan's excited about. Uh, that's The Black Phone. There was a trailer for that oh, as well. Jesus. I don't know if I'm excited about it, but it looks like every once in a while, kind of like a horror thriller comes out where you're like, okay, that looks intriguing. You have my attention. I'm listening. It's about an abducted boy, which, you know, if you're okay with like it and the kids being killed, then I think you'd be okay with like a kid having a chance. I think you'd think that, right? That that's good logic, but this that's like a psycho killer clown from interdimensional space that can change forms. It's a little bit silly. This is it? like your town with a kid your kid's age that just happened to talk to the wrong dude near a van. That's a little freaky for me. Very true. Um it's a little, that's a little more real. It's a little like Lovely Bones if you remember that movie um where the kid was like killed and then like solved the crime through their ghost spirit or some bullshit. Um I could hardly get through that, and I don't know. I couldn't even get through this trailer, because Ethan Hawke just, like, looks so fucking creepy. He looked really good. He does weird movies, man. I was like, why the fuck is he doing this? Is this going to be a good movie? Because all he does is, like, these art house pieces that get him nominated for, you know, Best Sporting Actor for an Oscar and shit, so... I don't know. It looks creepy. I think you're going to watch it. I might. I watch everything at some point, <laughs> but I didn't want to, like, why watch the trailer? You know, that's true. They, just... they did kind of show most of the movie. Yeah, definitely. So, the, the black phone. The black phone. Uh, Oof. We'll see. All I right. don't care yet. I kind of care. Yeah. All right. So, we got to talk about something sad. Uh, Jim, tell them if they didn't hear already what happened with Alec Baldwin. Oh, man. This is weird. So, Alec Baldwin was in Arizona or somewhere, some movie set that they've used for old westerns, uh, filming a movie called Rust, named Rust. And this was on Thursday of this last week. And um, he was apparently like holding a prop gun that he was told was, quote, cold, which means it is not able to fire in any way. And he, whatever happened in that room, he blasted it off and it killed the the female cinematographer that was there. This young woman who was like, you know, whatever, was like some accomplished cinematographer, hurt the director as well. And he went to the hospital. And now all the stuff coming out on it is just like a disastrous situation from beginning to end. Like that's earlier that day, a bunch of the set members had walked off for bad conditions and like unsafe conditions. A lot of the camera crew. A lot of the camera crew had, had, had like walked off to protest how bad it was. And they, they had walked off after complaining for a long time. Right. And you don't no, just walk nothing, off. Right. And nothing yeah. was done about it. And so then they showed up, packed up their gear and bounced. Yep. yep. And then it turns out... um People in the like production crew were using the gun and other guns to do t- like real actual live bullet target practice in their off time in the desert. Um, there was live bullets stored with 
um, blanks in the same area. So like this long line of like a professional uh, set has all these rules, like even rubber guns, you know, that aren't meant to even fire and just be like held and stuff are kept in a safe. If you use them at all, you're supposed to have a like a police officer and a gun safety expert on set at the time. Um, but weird. You have all these like want to be extra things you say, like you never point at all these crazy things. None of it happened. Like the opposite happened. So Everybody that's calling for like Alec Baldwin to be, you know, charged with something like, dude, he must feel horrible. I, I saw a couple of pictures like early on of him like walking around calling 911 on, on his cell phone and then puking in the fucking like hunched ditch. over. Yeah, yeah, dude. Heart wrenching stuff. So I feel horrible. But there's just if there's any criminal charges, it'll be on the people who are in charge of like the safety on the set. Just anybody showing total gross negligence, it probably won't be Alec Baldwin. So I don't think that there needs to be criminal charges. I think that this is like um, a civil lawsuit, right? Yeah, maybe. And this is the kind of thing where like, I just, I think that there is such thing in the world as like an accident, even tragic ones. And like people don't even need to like... Even preventable ones though? I mean, I guess, but like... I mean, in order to prove like gross negligence, you have to understand like that these people, whoever the prop master, whoever was handling the guns um, showed like blatant disregard, mm-hmm. like to what a reasonable person in that position would do. And especially if they intentionally disregarded some of the rules and regulations that i don't know if if the how that works if it's state to state but you can still i mean it can still be manslaughter it doesn't have to be intentional it can still be you know acting with an evil mind right Mm -hmm. where you you like yeah fuck it i'm just gonna store the blanks with the regular ones i know the difference doesn't matter right you know that kind of thing so i i agree with eric and i agree with jim in in the sense of like it may have been an accident but it was very preventable yeah and we'll see. I mean, we just don't know everything yet. Yeah. But um, I think like Alec Baldwin um, has his punishment. Yeah, to live with this for the rest of his life. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I just think like he's been he's he's been very punished. And these people, I'm not acting. I you know, I'm sure people are listening now. Like, damn, Eric is heartless. He's cold. But these people are going to be compensated. And I know they would way rather have their family member. But I just don't know if like someone being put behind bars is like necessary. Like, I just think there is such a thing as like tragedies and accidents. And like, I don't know, I guess I just, I, I would hope that it doesn't have to come to that. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I just feel sick for all of them, including Alec Baldwin. I feel bad for him. Like it, even if he was being negligent, like nobody wants to have to live with that kind of torture for the rest of their life. Mm-hmm. I and mean, that's what it will be. So it sucks for everyone involved. I hope I didn't offend anybody listening and i don't say that about anything else <laughs> yeah, right. i don't think ever i never have that. said that like i hope i didn't offend anyone but um yeah i can just, i can see both sides of it's it just a sure. bad it just sucks it's just a bad situation all around yeah and it's just like weird like the vultures come out for people in these moments sometimes i just don't i don't know i guess that's just not me there's there's very little room for compassion mm-hmm. understanding you know it's yeah. always like reactionary and what can I tweet that will get the most retweets? Yeah. I, I mean, I feel sick for the family. I feel sick for the director who wasn't killed as well. I mm-hmm. feel bad for the people on set. I feel bad for Baldwin. I feel bad for all of them. Like this just sucks. It's just, it's one of those things that just sucks for everybody. It sucks for the people who weren't there. It sucks for the whole world. It's well, just, all the, yeah. all the crew people that, you know, now aren't going to get paid for the remainder of the shoot and, you know, any potential earnings that could come from the box office, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. Yeah. Yeah. This movie needs to never come out. All right, let's try to go to a happier subject. Okay, what do you got? Um, all right, so I just want to tell you guys about this movie called Rockstar. <laughs> <laughs> you Googled it, so now you know more about it. Um, no, but for real, uh, Brendan Fraser 
his back. Your yeah. guy. I, I, it's funny because I actually hated Brendan Fraser so much and like just his face like made me upset. Mm. And now um, after kind of hearing his struggles and his story, he dealt with like sexual assault from like directors and he um, had people like take advantage of him for all different things with money. And he, I think he's just had kind of a tough time and I think he's kind of like a true nice guy. And so after I saw some of that stuff, I changed my tune and now I want good things to happen to the guy. You know, I want him to get some cool roles and hopefully make some money and you know, whatever. So he's back and he's going to be playing Firefly, which is actually a villain uh, in Mm -hmm. the new Batgirl movie. Yeah. So this can be a pretty big DC movie that they're doing. It's not going to be like a spinoff. It's a whole different thing. You know, DC's not even trying to make a universe at this point, I don't feel like. Um, so yeah, I'm excited. I mean, like, I wouldn't have been that hyped on this movie. I'm just excited for Brendan Fraser because he is just seems to be an all-around nice guy. Uh, he's been getting more roles. He was in, like, the latest Fargo. Um, he was in that movie that was, like... The HBO it, movie. The HBO movie that yeah. was, like, had... Whatever. Um, pretty good one. I can't remember what the hell it was called. It had a kind of a shitty name. Um, yeah, he's been getting stuff, so... Good for him. I can't really picture him being like that physically intimidating at this point. So I don't really know what it's going to look like, but I- I'm happy for him. As much as I say I didn't like Brennan Fraser, The Mummy was so good. Like The Mummy 1 was yeah. just such a good movie. It was awesome. How about George of the Jungle? No. How about Blast from the Past? I've never heard of that. Okay. He was in a bunker from like the the 60s because his parents were psychos and thought like the Cold War was going to get him. So then he like ran out of food and came out in like 1994, whenever the movie came out. Wasn't that the Encino Man? Encino Man. Another one where he was (laughs) frozen in time. (laughs) Although he was a literal cave person in that one. (laughs) I see a trend. Um, Was he Encino Man? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then it was like Pauly Shore and somebody else. I thought Pauly Shore was in it, but yeah, okay. It was three guys. And Brendan Fraser was the one with like the prosthetic, you know, shit on. So, Um, but yeah, no, good for him. I care. All right, Margot Robbie and Ryan Gosling are going to be playing Ken and Barbie, Barbie and Ken. What do you think? I, this is your dream casting, right? I mean, if they were in <laughs> Toy Story, this would be I my dream I thought you were going to say if they were naked. I guess, I, that like, too. I guess that, too. They don't have genitals, dude. I don't understand. Just relax. Have you ever... <laughs> what, what is this movie going to be about? I think it's... I mean, I mean what was Transformers about? What was... You know, they just sort of like... They're taking... What was like, they made a Ouija movie. What was that about? You know, they're going to make a Mr. Potato Head movie. They're taking all these, Hasbro like is licensing all their toys to make, there's like a Hot Wheels movie coming out. This is so bizarre. I know. I just. And it's does not related to Disney. This is not Disney. really, really bad. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Well, I, with with Baby Goose and, and Margot, they don't, Robbie, I, they don't fuck up too much. I was going to say, they don't take roles willy nilly i bet it's like gosling has been good. in such movies recently as yeah i know what was the dancing one blade runner and that was like six years ago the hollywood one with uh that was a long time ago la la land, la was la land. three yeah. four years ago yeah. uh yeah he doesn't work that much um so i, I him coming out of semi-retirement for ken dream roll so weird um i don't care no. i don't care at all the only thing i could say so this movie it, is like what's the audience is it gonna be for like like eight-year-old girls or like do, 25-year-old people in general? What's the audience? Do, do young girls still play with Barbies? I think I, they, I, that's a probably, legitimate question. They do, probably. but would they want to see a live-action movie? Probably not. And could they ever make a movie that would appeal to that and also anybody else? I think and do you need Margot Robbie and Ryan Gosling for that? No, they don't know who those can people I, are. Can yeah. I tell you what I would like for this movie? I would like this to be rated R. Hell yeah. And it's like, it's like where you're going Barbie... <laughs> 
it's like Barbie and um, Ken are very famous for being Barbie and Ken. Mm -hmm. And now they have like a Coke problem. Yeah. And like they're kind of out of control. Things are really falling apart. Yeah. That's that movie I would go see. You know, they wanted to have kids, but they can't get pregnant because they don't have genitals. (laughs) I mean, do you remember Dogma, the movie? (laughs) Yes. Kind of bad. Yeah, it's kind of bad, but it's entertaining, right? Right. And so you remember um, Alan Rickman is like the angel who comes and visits the woman. Okay. And she thinks he's there to like rape her. All right. And then he like, she sprays him with the fire extinguisher. And then he's like, I'm an angel. And like, I couldn't if I wanted to. And then he pulls on his pants and it's just like a Barbie doll. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> like, smooth. I need that to happen in this yeah. movie. Like, they need to like play with that. Thank yeah, God you got there. Because I was like, where is he going I didn't know this? either. <laughs> but it made sense. <laughs> it did. They've it done did. this already. They've, They've done, done the bit it. that we were coming up with. They've so. done this bit. Like, I need that to happen in this movie in the rated R Barbie. I like it. Um, Ooh, I just, you, I don't know. I'll just, it'll be interesting to follow the production on this thing and start seeing some like trailers for this because I just don't know what the hell they're trying to do here. I already got the promo material for it too. Okay. It's rated Barbie. Oh. I go. thought of that, but I thought it was really dumb, so I didn't say it. <laughs> I went with it. <laughs> I have to pick and choose Beautiful. my dad jokes because they got to be good. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's move to the universe of star wars oh we got some news this week we found out that hayden christensen everyone's favorite actor from star wars <laughs> is going to not just be in obi-wan but is also going to be in the ahsoka show at this point his character is dead so we know that he can only be in flashbacks or as a force ghost but still i think it's right. kind of fun yeah so he'll be alive in um obi-wan yes or actually it's called kenobi right because he was ben mm-hmm. kenobi during yeah. this time okay so um he'll be alive in that as vader full-on vader and then in this you're right i mean like because we know it's rosario dawson it's happening later in the the timeline when he's dead so i think it'd be pretty limited in that which is fine because like what's he really doing i'm hoping it's flashbacks i, I think, think he's just not doing fun. anything else i mean we literally saw the end of his life like right like the the, the final moments the lead up to it and then anakin is dead the only thing we haven't seen is what we may get some of in Kenobi, where there was that gap, right? Where he like, no, I became, right? And then he was like a total badass and made the entire galaxy afraid of him. Mm-hmm. And then we picked it right up back with him like a few years later or whatever it was. I mean, quite a while later, actually, like 15 years later. Yeah, where he's like so 16, boring. 17, yeah. Where he's like incredibly Don't, don't do your Vader take. Yeah. Boring. <laughs> don't do your So I want him in that's the That's the area that we need to fill in of like him being an absolute badass of him like, you know, going in the space hangar and just laying waste to an army and nobody can touch him. Like, I want some of that stuff. And that's what we might get in Kenobi. But this is great. I mean, you know, bring in the characters we know and and want to see more of. I'm not trying to be a jerk. Mm -hmm. I just don't understand why you need Hayden Christensen to come in and wear a Vader suit. Yeah. I think it's because they want to connect the trilogies. I understand. But like... If he's going to do the Force Ghost thing, that's fine. Because that's actually like Anakin. That's like mm-hmm. his body, his face, like his his being. And if you remember when they redid the re- original Star Wars movies, isn't he a Force Ghost at the end of the They thir- did add the, him. Yeah, six? he got added. He's mm-hmm. added as Hayden Christensen. Yeah. Right, which means that he did redeem himself yeah. enough to become back to a Jedi at the very, very end. Okay. Yeah. Um. All right. Yeah, I think we're good. I think I we're good here. Yeah, I mean, I, I think care. we care. It's great. I, I'm. We're, these are two shows that we're all extremely excited for here's what i'll say kenobi will be the best show ever created so the moments between well for those of you don't know much about star wars or ahsoka ahsoka is the padawan of anakin skywalker 
So their relationship, their love, their, you know, everything between them is so awesome. And like, they're the best part of the cartoons. And then when he goes to the dark side, she thinks he's dead and she encounters him and realizes it's him. And like their few moments with Ahsoka and Darth Vader are like some of the best moments in Star Wars. So I do think it's important that he's part of it. And I'm hoping for some cool flashbacks with that because I think Ahsoka is the best character in Star Wars. Damn. The best Star Wars character. Who's never been in one of the movies. Uh Uh-huh. It's impressive. Um, Yeah. Is that canon? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All that stuff is canon from the the Clone Wars and Rebels, and, and it's all, all Dave Filoni who's just sure. driving yeah, yeah. the ship at this point. Yeah, so. yeah. They're, they're, I think they're kind of like trying to tell that story without repeating it, but like fill in all the blanks between the cartoon sure. and okay. the movies. Now that with makes what a lot more sense are. now. And how pissed are we going to be when? Hayden Christensen like knocks it out of the park and looks like a legitimate actor and we're like fuck you George Lucas you <laughs> we will ruined yeah. <laughs> no he's gonna be like ruined. fuck you George Lucas well yeah true I mean I don't think he's great but he had such horrible dialogue to work with so we'll see all right Ryan don't get too excited Raised by Wolf season two is coming out soon bring Woo! it Woo! bring it to me I want more of it early 2022 uh, HBO sci-fi show one of the most hard edge sci-fi shit I've ever seen <sighs> crazy like Ridley Scott, they don't even explain tech in it. They just fly. Don't need they to. just float around. They yeah. just, you know, she's got mind powers that are based in science that can blow. I mean, it's just there's a future war there. I mean, it's just like there's future it. religions. It's really crazy. I don't I think I finished season one, but I, I wasn't thrilled. And it was short. It was like six episodes, maybe. Yeah, I think it's six or seven. Yeah. Um, I mean, I get it. It was like expensive and there was definitely some cool tech and some cool like costumes and all that. But I didn't love it. Um, well, here's a caveat, and this might make you a little bit more interested in season two. Okay. The show was originally written and was going to be shown on TNT, I believe. Really? HBO stepped in at the 11th hour oh. and said, we'll take it from here, uh, bought the property, and then a lot of the principal photography was already done. So Interesting. they finished it up. You know, they put the little kind of HBO, you know, magic fairy Did what dust they could over, with it. over the top of it. Um, so that's why it got renewed, probably. Because they're like, look, let's give people a chance to see what HBO can do with exactly. it. Exactly. Ah, well, that does do a lot for me, Ryan. Thank you. I did not know that. Um, I feel like this is a little bit like His Dark Materials, what they're doing now sometimes is just sort of buying up stuff, even in production. Like, they were, like His Dark Materials season one was almost done at BBC before they came in and was like, let's get more CG. What do you need? Let's put in, you know, animals into all the scenes. Mm-hmm. We can afford it now. Stuff like that. So Yeah, I think, I think it's a smart move. Um, I feel like this is going to be... Um, I think season two might be dialed back a little bit more, um, focus more on the characters. Mm-hmm. And because it was definitely, you definitely, like, when I read that, I definitely was like, oh, yeah, I can totally see, like, the TNT, you know, <laughs> why this was going to originally be on that channel. Yeah. So, like the scenes of, like, them in the cave talking, like, all exactly. that stuff was like, yep, they Filler. built this TNT set. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, you got me, dude. I would not have even watched an episode of it. And now I'm curious. So I can do the RB3. And let you know Ooh, if, it, if it's better. That would be nice of you. And then come back to you. Okay. I well, love that. That was exciting. What? The RB3. The RB3. I know. Yeah. I got chills. <laughs> All right. So let's, <laughs> let's dive into a little MCU news uh, here. First up, Jim, what's this we're hearing about Robert Downey Jr.? Why are we still hearing his name? Well, I'll tell you what. There's a path. There's a path for Robert Downey Jr. to return to the MCU, not as Iron Man. I'm listening. But as Doctor Doom. It's a multiverse. In a world where uh, Tony Stark just kept being an asshole and never got any kind of redemption arc at all. What if now I'm just curious on this. This is just like, 
I read a headline. I, I, this is all speculation. I just think it's fun, okay? Would you guys be down to see Tony Stark come in from a different world as Doctor Doom and just absolutely wreak havoc at, as the smartest, the richest motherfucker, but he's evil, and he wears a sometimes he wears a steel mask and a green cloak, and he just rips everybody the fuck up. No. And it scares the hell out of all these, like, you know, Captain America or whomever else is left. It's like, dude, Tony. And he's like, bitch, I ain't Tony. I'm Dr. Doom. No, I don't want that. I want him to be Tony Stark. <laughs> I was hoping that you were going to say, there's a way that he can come back as Tony Stark. And I was like, sign me up. Well, he's Iron cool. Man 4. Uh, okay. Disney. I will pay $50 for an opening night ticket of Iron Man 4 with Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man. Mm. There we go. I will say, like, who thought we were going to get Thor 4 and not get Iron Man 4? Yeah, kind of crazy. It is crazy. Um, I don't think I need that. I liked the send-off of that character. Me, no, I don't really want to see them, like, cheapen that and bring him back to be more Iron Man. No, no, I liked that, too, but I, I also... I like the idea of him not knowing or caring about any of the Avengers and just going about his evil fucking plots as Doctor Doom. I think it's cool. And he would... Hey, if he was not... Iron Man, well, it's hard to say that because you can't even remove Robert Downey Jr. from Iron Man. He would have no career. He if would be like, he'd probably be fucking dead. He'd be like, dude, didn't didn't Robert Downey Jr. OD like five years ago? Like, that's where he'd be at. I, I know who I want to be, Doctor Doom. But if he, he'd be great casting. Who? Who do you want? Leo. Really? Yeah. I like that, actually. Mm-hmm. Would yeah. never happen. Man, Why not? Man in the Iron Mask. He already did it. Oh, shit. They could just... <laughs> <laughs> he's probably got the prop at home. That's funny. Why yeah, not? he's perfect. He'd be perfect. It'd be great. That's that's who I want. Um, I like that a lot. I think there's a lot of good good uh, options. Um, I saw something the other day, total side note. You know how Mark Strong hasn't done any of this, but he's like the best villain ever? Yeah. Yes. Dude, him as Mr. Freeze in like a legit Batman sequel. Like if this Batman movie's good and Pat Bat is back, dude, Mr. Freeze, Mark Strong. I'm sorry, is Mark Strong the guy who played lord blackwood yes and a bunch of other bomb ass shit yeah i want him i mean he's already bald he's creepy he put him in the dome he's ready to go lord blackwood is that his name lord blackwood that dude is an all-timer he's such a great villain yeah okay so that's fun i guess you guys aren't that into it ryan what do you think you think they if i don't know it'd be hard to pull off but it'd be amazing i'm kind of on the fence i i I like eric's passion Mm -hmm. but like don't we want like our favorite MCU actors back for more, even if it's not in the exact role yeah. that you want. I, it bums me out. <laughs> I think I think it would be cool. I think it'd be cool. Like if they can you make learn it... to separate yourself from you're not like, oh, he's betraying us. You would just get over it. Yeah, I think I think if they could make the transition, you know, kind of cool and seamless, mm-hmm. like like you said, with the multiverse and, and figure out how to channel like, you know, skew into that tangent, like to quote Dr. Emmett Brown from Back to the Future. There you go. And go into like, you know, Biff Tannen, 1985, you know, is is rich and the whole the Hill Valley's on fire. Like that would be kind of a cool segue. But like, like you said, it kind of does cheapen his send off, you know, a little yeah. bit like he had the most epic death and spoilers. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm like 50 50. OK. All right. Well, I'll tell you what's not great, guys. The Eternals uh, reviews are just okay. Yeah, some of the critics were like, well, now Chloe Zhao. Chloe Zhao, she did something different here. It's really interesting. Um, You know, it might make people a little uncomfortable because it's not what they're used to. And then, like, people that are more, like, audience members that aren't, like, true, you know, critics are starting to see it now. And they're like, meh. And it's, like, 71%. I have a feeling 
And now, like, I'm watching some of these trailers. They're cutting in for, like, sports events and stuff like that. The like, the 30-second bangers. And it looks really cheesy. And I just, the other day, watched one. I'm like, let me try to remove myself from the expectation that I have for every MCU movie to be great. Like, I would laugh at this trailer and be like, this looks so fucking cheesy. To me, I'm sorry, but, like, the costumes look dumb. They're just, like, blasting rays of colored energy at each other. And, like, all the creatures looked bad. Um, The CG looks bad. I don't know. I'm, like... I want to be surprised pleasantly at this point because my expectations are much lower now. And think, it's not just because it's at a 71, which is really, really low for a Marvel movie, by the way. Yeah, I think I think it's fair to say that. Okay. I, I don't think you're being, you know, uh, highbrowed by looking at it and saying, it's just not, it's not up to that Marvel standard yeah. that they've set. I just don't know yet. Um, I'm just not as confident in like a lot of the other ones after you've seen a trailer or a couple and you're just like, dude, this, you know, it's going to be good. I just don't know that this one's going to be good. So we'll see. Yeah. Only 71%. Um, that's really low. I'm a little concerned. That's gotta be like as low as like Thor, the dark world. I think so. Yeah. And I don't think it's going to go up. I think it's going to go down because as more quote normal people are seeing it, it's dropping. So See, that's and that's kind of the hard thing when you bring in like a very creatively artistic director mm-hmm. um, who's got a penchant for making really like visually stimulating movies and things like that and is kind of known for the, for that stuff and then kind of has to fold her style into like this Marvel cookie cutter you know routine if you will mm-hmm. maybe it just the marriage didn't work that well I don't you know? know that's why they get directors that are like yes men. You know, sometimes, yeah, and then, but you know, a couple times when they've tried stuff, it has worked. True, like, and um, not to take anything you know, away from James Gunn and and Taika and Taika, of that course. did really weird stuff, and it worked. But um, I don't know, so we'll see. Only seventy one, though. Okay, so here's the lowest. Lot. Here's the lowest of all time for them. Okay. Okay. Um, everything is an eighty five or better, except for these ones. Ant Man got an eighty three. Okay. Captain America: The First Avenger got an eighty. Captain Marvel got a seventy nine. Black Widow got a 79. I know you're like, this is a really long list, but there's a lot of Marvel movies. Yeah. Iron Man 3 got a 79. Thor got a 77. Avengers Age of Ultron got a 76. Okay. Iron Man 2 got a 72. And The Incredible Hulk got a 67. And Thor The Dark World Worst One Ever got a 66. So this would put it on pace to be the third lowest ranked movie in Marvel history. With most of them, like, they have like 12 movies that are 90 or better. Yeah. And all of those made like a billion dollars. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> you know? And I, like, this probably like, will too, whatever. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Interesting. I'm, I'm actually glad you went through that. It does add some perspective. And it, you, yeah, it's low. It's for funny. A those movie. those are all my least favorite Marvel movies. <laughs> yeah, I know. True, yeah, they got a nail story. Yeah. Yeah. Especially Ultron, I'd put Ultron way down. Yeah. All right, let's 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 bring it back with a little positive news here for the MCU, mm. and that is uh, Harry Styles is joining the MCU. Who's he going to be? Eros. Eros. Right. Thanos okay. is like Thanos' sexy playboy brother. Yeah. I think it's cool. Uh, I mean, Harry Styles can act a little bit. I think he can kind of do everything. I think he maybe is like even more talented than Justin Timberlake, who could only sort of act. Uh, I think he's just a better, more likable Justin Timberlake who didn't like, um, like turn the media against his ex girlfriend, <laughs> Britney Spears, and like put her into like a deep depression and like ruin her life. Uh, that we know of, but yeah. yeah. So I think it's interesting. So I guess you know you're kind of like. Josh Brolin's Thanos is has a brother that's Harry Styles. It seems a little weird, but, um, you know, they're both Titans. So they're both from Titan. And I guess, uh, you know, when Thanos went to war on, on Titan and wanted to, like, you know, eliminate half of the race or whatever and did it through a war, he fought against Thanos. 
And he's like a badass in his own right, but mostly has stayed out of all the shit and just is sort of like a kind of like an English rock star type of situation, which is kind of appropriate casting. Um, kind of like a Mick Jagger type, right? Kind of swaggy, probably drinking in every scene, doesn't give a fuck. Uh, I think it's kind of perfect. I think that. So he's like fat Thor, the, but cooler. I, I can't guarantee it. I do think that we see him for the first time already at the end of uh, Eternals. I am excited by this casting, to be honest with you. Yeah. I I don't love Harry Styles' music, but I just like Harry Styles like I think 97% of people do. And um, it just makes me think that Harry Styles was born just a little late because if he was just a little bit older, he would have definitely been cast in the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. Yeah. Yeah. With with Keith Richards and Johnny Depp. He would have been cast with them because he's like a little more polished version of them. He, if he does well so you, in this, look out he for the reboot uh, of, uh, yeah. or like the younger days of, <laughs> yeah. of Jack Sparrow. Jack Sparrow. Yeah. Well, no, yeah. he wouldn't be Jack Sparrow. He would have taken like Orlando Bloom's spot. Mm, no. no, I think he would have been like to be drunk, another, swaggy, womanizer, another scoundrel pirate. Yeah, <laughs> but a younger one. Yeah. No, I, I don't know, but I'm excited about it. Eros, you know, we're getting everybody. All right, guys, time for some hot wrecks and not wrecks. And uh, the only place to start is with the best show on TV. That's HBO's Succession. We all caught up. Two two episodes in. I think that this is like, um, gosh, who is that guy who writes really liberal television that they talk really fast and they don't really talk like they would in real life? Aaron Sorkin. Yeah, Aaron Sorkin. And West everyone way. just agrees with each other and everyone speaks the same way. It's like Aaron Sorkin, but like really fucking good is what mm-hmm. Succession is. And I think that this show, I don't know if I've ever watched something that less happens and less important things happen, and the storyline doesn't really change. More things that don't matter happen in an episode than in any show ever. Mm. But it's all about these conversations and these relationships. And I somehow was on the edge of my seat with a show that took place in someone's kitchen for mm-hmm. pretty much the entire episode. His ex-wife's house and <laughs> yeah. daughter's bedroom for most of it. It doesn't It doesn't matter. It's. It could be a podcast. Um, it's just characters talking to one another, usually about strategy or betrayal or switching sides or making some kind of power move or what's in the best interest of this, this, and this. Um, And then they all bring their character to it and you know their character's history. And this one's a little inexperienced, right? So like, you know, this one doesn't necessarily know how to handle this situation and it just works. It doesn't matter where they are. They always are in fancy clothes. They wear the same shit every time. I'm sure it's different, but it looks the same. And they're in a fancy apartment or a plane or a yacht or in the back of a, you know, fancy car. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. It's just all about the the dynamics between the characters. And... God, it's really good. I mean, multiple times an episode, I'm blown away by a, by a piece of dialogue. It's like, what a fucking line and what a delivery. Just amazing every time. Everyone's good on this show. Like, absolutely that, everyone. That helps yeah. so much mm-hmm. that you have the cast. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut oh, you off. You're good. But no, you're, you're exactly right. Like, that helps in such a tremendous way because they deliver lines that if even actors that were like B-level, you really wouldn't buy it. You know, mm-hmm. but they have such a, a great chemistry that you feel it on screen. The mm-hmm. fringe characters or like the lesser characters are doing an incredible job. Yeah. Like, what like Jerry? Jerry, Tom. Love Jerry. Tom. Tom and Tom's my favorite. Tom might be my favorite character but, on the whole but thing. But Tom, if you think about it, Tom had like 12 lines of dialogue. Yeah, he and, didn't have much. Like but they including hit. a phone call. But yeah, they were all like super important. He's great. Everyone loves Greg. He's great. I mean, it's just the show is 
built on quality. And I think that that just shows you, like, if you have the right people making a show and acting and writing it and everything. The subject matter doesn't matter. The subject matter doesn't matter. They could talk about anything. I mean, it's a family fucking bicker fest with a bunch of fucking asshole rich people and that's it that's all that happens and like this episode not to spoil anything for anyone but like this episode <laughs> they talked and talked and talked and talked and talked and talked and in the end it just went back to how God, it was yeah. nowhere <laughs> it, it did but even that was surprising yes. right because you're like well they're gonna this is gonna really shake stuff up all these discussions they've had you know and then it doesn't and so even that's surprising so it does we, a good job it's just i think we it well, does they, need they, we did it i think we announced or i think it was on do we care last week i'm not even i don't know for sure but there's gonna be maybe two more seasons after this yeah which i think is perfect um like let's get an end game going so that when something happens we know it's permanent and not like yeah he's i can't believe they kicked him out of the company oh uh two you know four episodes later oh he's actually back working just for somebody else into the company and who's who's the main they don't want to get rid of anybody because all the characters are so great who's the actor who plays the dad brian cock oh he's so good he's amazing i love him he it's just everyone in it like i leave the, the show i don't really know if i like anyone um, somehow they made Kendall my favorite person, maybe, and I hated him the most mm-hmm. for the first few seasons, which is another brilliant part of the show. Um, but it doesn't really matter. I don't really like anybody, but I care about everything that they're all saying. Yeah, you don't need to. Yeah, and I think like it's a little bit like a chess, <clears throat> like watching a chess game. So maybe you don't really know what's going on, but everyone that does watch it is like super into it, and like every move is important. Like, mm-hmm. oh wow, he did the you know. Knight's Rook to D7. Mm-hmm. He hasn't done that since the, you know, the match and, you know, whatever. Like, it's one of those cool things where, again, like, the the chessboard of, like, moving the pieces is inconsequential to, like, what's going on in their heads, mm-hmm. right? That's, it, it's all those, like, mind games that are very compelling. Like, in this last episode, like, you felt like as the the viewer, you know, you were a little chipmunk and they had their handout with some, some peanuts in it and then you're getting closer and closer and then at the last second it got, you know, kind of <laughs> yanked away. And that makes, and you're like, oh my God, I can't believe that just happened. But you're like, it's also, it's like super predictable when you, when you look back <laughs> on it. But <laughs> Are the kids smart or incompetent because I, 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 I spent, yes i spent yeah. the whole episode going Trying to back figure and out, forth yeah. i'm like are they are they making good moves here or are they just like so well, stupid and, and then there's i think they're just very human in that they like sometimes they have confidence sometimes they don't but nobody really fucking knows what they're doing in life either like yeah. you know i think that's the best the movies where they're like yes i know this is the right move and then it is that's just not that realistic yeah they're trying to they're trying to time their ascent Mm-hmm. right to the top of the company where they don't push dad too hard but when the time is right i'm going to strike that iron and i think that is where they are incompetent like some of them are like kendall's obviously overconfident mm-hmm. now um and then other ones are just sort of like ah i'm gonna you know connor is an idiot right but for somehow like he's super concerned about the wood that was built in his wine cellar or something like that you know <laughs> what i mean like that just shows like where he's at right um and i think Characters like Roman think they're smarter than they are. Right. Absolutely. And But they're just a little cunning. Yeah. We'll see. We'll maybe. see. I mean, I guess, you know, we won't know who, quote, ends up on top until the, maybe the last episode of the whole thing. So if that's what we're, we're they're, they're dangling that for us, we'll keep chasing it. It's almost like Game of Thrones, but in New York City in 2020. It's actually, yeah, that's not bad with zero set pieces. Minus, <laughs> minus all the killing. Yeah. Right. And I, incest and other things. Well, 
I thought that the you never know. last thing I'll say here is just I thought the lawyer scene with Greg was so good. I just literally felt for him so much because I wouldn't know. <laughs> He's like, wait, uh, do you choose me or do I choose you? Like, how does do you have to be my lawyer like he doesn't know and neither would i it's so funny and he's with some like chick who's like in college it's like her first semester she's like should i text my professor he's like yes yes text him (laughs) like he has no i that's how i feel greg is like the uh fake it till you make it kid yeah you know what i mean like he's just bumbling around oh it's great but kendall's got to keep him under his wing because he's got the goods yeah yeah no shit all right. Uh, also, guys, back after too long is uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm season eleven started out. Um, no spoilers, please. Yeah, we won't, we won't spoil it, but uh, just great to have Curb back. Also, can you spoil it? I'm not no, even sure true. you really. They're can. all the it doesn't same. really matter. It doesn't yeah. really matter what's happening. Um, it's a show. It's just like all of Larry David's biggest shows: uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm and Seinfeld. It's a what a show about nothing. You know, like yeah. it's just the interactions of people. It's his brain like dumped onto a tv set yeah it's just perfect so it's back it's funny john ham was back again is leon back leon's back leon's in it i think almost like i feel like they brought everybody in for the the opener um you don't have the ex-wife we don't have funkhauser but he might be dead isn't he yeah i think he's dead yeah yeah, in real life yeah okay okay i think in the show too bob yeah you don't get the ex-wife yeah Um, you have a couple people missing oh oh, just you have to know um to start he's dating lucy lou Oh, nice. That's how the show yeah. starts. He's dating Lucy Liu. So it's great. Lots of fun he celebrities. He also cameos. writes himself some really nice relationships <laughs> yeah, on the show. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. But then also some really bad ones, like the gal at the coffee shop that was in a wheelchair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. I don't, I'm not. You're not just only laughing. I don't want the ADA people coming after the podcast here. Yeah. Watch the episode and then get back to me. It is hilarious. Well, I mean, they make fun of everything. Yes. I mean, they make fun of Parkinson's. With yeah. Michael J. Fox, like they're the nobody's untouchable on that show, and they it's do it beautiful. in such a good way. Yeah, it's back. I liked it. I think it was like a seven out of ten episode, which is still better than most TV out there. Well, and it's it the what was it? Not last season, but the season before with like the fatwa and like the hiding. Yeah, that one was wind. maybe the worst season ever, and I still enjoyed it. Yeah, I still watched agreed. it. It's just a great show. I think bad episodes, especially like at this point, I'm sure in the in the time um the old episodes were great but if you try to go back and watch the really old episodes it's like you don't really understand what's happening in the world at the time so they make a little less sense Mm. than they do when they're current um but there aren't bad episodes i mean it's just is a stupid fun show at all times no matter what topic they're hitting it's completely meaningless Yeah. yeah All right, also, uh, Only Murders in the Building. Finished up season one, season two is on its way. Love it. You guys are almost done. Yeah, I just have, I watched the first half of the finale, so I have to get to it. Um, Just been a fantastic show. I would Nordy rate this the surprise of the year. Absolutely. Not sure there's a Any show that that. comes out that's a lot like Search Party, (sighs) I'm going to get all over. This made me want to just go rewatch Search Party. I can't wait for the next season of Search Party. When was Search Party? I don't know, because we watched it late. Like, we discovered it late. And then we just got to watch the whole thing, which was awesome. I think we were still potting from home. Yeah. Like when we were big into that. Yeah, that was early pod from home shit when I was like, you guys, I'm, you know, done with season one. And you're like, you just fucking started it. Yeah. Uh, Um, Great shit. So anyways, yeah. Only Murders in the Building, Hulu, fantastic show. I think it's like a new genre Mm -hmm. of like um, incompetent true crime. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of what the genre is. Like people who are into solving their own things and using technology and social media and their knowledge of true crime podcasts and documentaries to try to figure out crimes that they're not meant to figure out is a genre 
of TV show that I'm fucking here for. Yeah, and there's a there's something there's a new one dropping that's just like that too. And you know, when we get a trailer, I'm sure I'll that's bring it up. That's what but. I want for from True Detective season four, <laughs> not real police officers. Well, I think they tried to do that in season three of like showing how like police officers are actually kind of stupid. And Dude, it didn't play that well. I know. Um, you know who did that really well was Mayor of Easttown. That was perfect. Ooh, yeah. That was like the best season of True Detective since True Detective one. Yeah, Agreed. incompetent. Um. True crime is like my new thing. Love it. So funny. Oh, maybe that's why you love Outer Banks. It is. Mm. It is. And and just sexy 20-something-year-olds playing teenagers, I guess. I still loved your description of like the gun being in a gutter like on the street yeah. and then it being able to like float down to the drain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then they get caught because... It's like a 15-pound yells, weapon. She yells, you murderer! Yeah. When they're like trying to hide. Yeah. I was like... They're hiding and filming this guy like commit a murder. <laughs> And they're like, we got it. We got the footage. Let's go give it to the police. And then the one girl jumps up on the roof and goes, you murderer. And then he <laughs> and then sees they, them. And then, and then sh- the camera breaks and yeah. they run away yeah, and they get nothing. And they're back to nothing. Yeah. It's just it's like. It's just perfect. The writing is perfect. horrible. It's, I couldn't it's finish perfect. it. <laughs> it's really not. It's so bad. I just. I Like first season, I was like, this is so bad. It's good. Second season is so bad. It's bad. I didn't finish it. Oh, no. God. Just as I good. think Eric's trying to convince himself I know. that it's good. And that's okay. I, I, that's watched, a, I watched it twice. Okay. That's impressive. Okay. Uh, can't get him to watch fucking Gladiator for four years of a <laughs> yeah. podcast, but he's watched Outer Banks twice. <laughs> yeah. Christ Almighty. All right, Jimmy. Like you, watched, gladiators <laughs> you watched Netflix's Theo Vaughn's Regular People special. So like five years ago, I was in LA um, and I saw Theo Vaughn, like I went to a, like an open, not an open mic, but like all these comedians go to the comedy store. Was this when you got Jonah Hill's number? This was the same day as Jonah Hill's day, yeah. although I did not, you know, oh, you, the that's exchange right. you guys, was very short. You guys touched Wiener. I, I respected his privacy, um, but yes, we were best friends. Anyways, so I, I went to the comedy store and like a bunch of huge comedians all do, do like 15 minutes where they try out jokes. Um, and that's what Theo known, Vaughn that's what was, was up there. And I was like, dude, this guy is so fucking funny. He's got this really great podcast if you listen to it. He's like he's like from Mississippi or something. And he's like really, really hick. Um, and this, I was actually pretty surprised at this special. Uh, what did I say it was called? Did you write it down? Regular people. Yeah, regular people. I was like, he kind of goes a little hard into like racial stuff, like more than I thought he was going to. Um but it, I mean, you know, it's comedy and you you can say what you want up there and you can get judged after. And he did. And I just think it's like, it's smart. It's definitely funny. Like the first five minutes, I was like, is he going to get good? And then like the next 15 minutes, I was like laughing out loud, cracking the fuck up. So I would recommend it. I would just be prepared a little bit to be like, you kind of need to know his character and his kind of like, he plays sort of like, I'm just an ignorant dude from that grew up in this type of situation. We didn't have any like, latinos at all so we got one he's going to tell the story of the first latino kid that ever came into his town you know and uh, it's it's just like his experiences so take it what you will it's a wreck for me it's very funny it's it's uh it's good. I I wish him the best. I hope he you know gets some respect as a comedian because he's really funny. He's the same dude that was actually like on Real World back in the day. Was it Real World or Road Rules? It could have been either. I think I he was on Road Rules. Okay, Eric was he on is on the challenge because uh, I, I don't think no, so. but he was on the early like Real World versus Road Rules challenges. Like when they when they first meshed those together and started doing like the competitions. Yeah, yeah, I know who that guy is. Yeah. He's been on there before, but I, that's what I was going to ask you, Eric, if he's showed up on any of the seasons of the challenge, but it doesn't sound like it. I don't 
don't think so. He's he's funny as hell, man. Because he he's was got a the... great podcast. He had the room dying in in that fifteen minutes. Like Joe no, Rogan was, was the there challenge. that night, and Theo Vaughn had everyone fucking dying, and Joe Rogan had everyone like rolling their eyes. Like, so this guy's just kind of mean, I guess, but not funny. Like, it just wasn't. You know, he's great. I uh, I, I recommend it. I do love stand up, even when it's a little edgy. So. So he was on the challenge before I started watching it. His last season was in 2006. Okay, so, so he's yeah, like a, that's a long old, time ago. Yeah, he's like an old. MTV he's an OG reality. guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I think he was on Road Rules Australia. Oh, really? I think I don't know. Eric, you're the you're the expert in that. So I never liked Road Rules, but he was on Road Rules Maximum Velocity Tour in 2000. Okay, Didn't where where was that. that though? Didn't even hurt, know about him. South then. Africa. South Africa. Dang, close. Hey, Almost the go. same accent. Okay, <laughs> kind of. Uh, finally, Jim, you have been watching season two of Netflix's. Lock, lock and, and key lock and key uh it's, I like it's good one. it's a it's a b minus and there's room for that it's it's fun um it's another like you know teen led drama or like you With know kind of bad acting uh yeah pretty yeah. bad acting sometimes yeah. sometimes like surprisingly good acting only because it's like you're surprised when it's average let's say that um but it's pretty entertaining it's got like decent cg very creative because it's off this really awesome set of graphic novels um, which is just go read that really, but this is good. Like it's, it's a wreck. It's just don't have super high expectations. Just buckle up for like a pretty fun show. I didn't love it's season kind one. kind of like, it's got some violence. It has some swearing, but it's mostly like a PG 13. I, I, I didn't really, I don't know if I loved season one, but I watched it in like one weekend. You just knock it out. It was like such a good, like easy binge. So it if is. that's you, if you like that, that's what I thought about season one. They I do a like, good job of ending the episode on like a cool cliffhanger mm-hmm. and it does make you wanting more. You'll be like, like three quarters of, through an episode, like, oh God, I should really just stop watching this. And then you finish it and you're like, let me just fire up another one, baby. <laughs> like that got kind of crazy. No, uh, I, I thought how it is. I thought that was the best part about it. I thought it was like an easy bingeable show. And yeah. there's definitely a place for that. I guess here's the thing. If you don't like the show, Stop watching it three quarters of the way through an episode and you will be able to move on. But do not finish it because you will keep going. Okay, guys, we're going to go spoiler free on this, but you guys both saw Dune. Tell the listeners your thoughts on Villeneuve. It is a hot, hot wreck. It's very hot. For me. It's very hot. I really enjoyed it. I was so mad when I Googled part two. Yeah, not even in pre-production not even in consideration he was doing an interview two days ago and he was like you know with his fucking thick canadian french accent was just like fuck you like i hope i get to make a part two like whatever he He doesn't even he doesn't even know if he's doing it he said he wants to he said i've got one foot in the air ready to start okay like you know what i mean like he's ready to step into it or whatever and Um, so he's like i got one foot in the air ready to start part two and he's like i can't wait because the next one can be just like more like set pieces and beautiful, you know, cinematography and all these things. I had to have so much talking in this, <laughs> and he did because you just had to have and even characters like Jason Momoa, who like don't give Jason Momoa so many lines. Um, he even he had to explain the culture of the you know the Freeman. There's like the Freeman, yeah. So in this movie, they're setting up two or three planets, um, two or three different groups of people, like families. Like four. Um, yep, and then like you know, ancient, like, kind of witch or enchanter religion. Uh, they had a lot to set up. There's a lot of explanation that needed to happen. And then they did that, and then it was just, like, all hell breaks loose, and it's just a wild end of the movie. Yeah, for sure. It was insane. Yeah. And I can understand why people would say it's a little slow, mm-hmm. but, like, you just outlined, they kind of had to set who was where, what what were the factions 
you know, kind of doing and who's taking over here and there and who's coming in and who really wants this. Um, And then they had to, like you said, kind of explain a little bit of the magic, you know, a little bit of the... I think they did an awesome job with that. Super subtle. It wasn't cheesy. Yeah. I thought it was super cool. Um, But it wasn't in your face either. No. It was very subtle. Just, you know, Paul kind of experiencing things. Right. To keep it spoiler free. Yep, exactly. Um, what did you think of the various actors and how they did? I, I want to know that. Yeah, yeah I thought... Because so that, that's spoiler free stuff, right? So. so I thought Oscar Isaac was great. Yep. Um, Lady Jessica, phenomenal. Uh, Rebecca uh, Ferguson, who we really liked in the uh, Mission Impossible yep. movies. She's okay. great. Um, Timothy Chalamet, I think he's just a phenomenal actor. He's I, really good, he right? It. He's a lead. Um Zendaya didn't get a ton in this one to do, but she was good. She, she maybe had like four Jason lines. Momoa was horrible. Oh, I really? Thought. I didn't think so. I was like, why did they give him so much oh, to say? I thought he do? was good. Josh Brolin. Josh Brolin was okay. Was a little one-dimensional, you too. You guys liked Oscar Isaac. I Oscar think, Isaac was really, really yeah, good. He's, he's like the king guy, like the main dad the of... Duke. Of, yeah. yeah. Um, Stellan Skarsgård. Oh, dude. Oh, as the Baron wow. was fucking creepy and awesome. Dave Bautista, very limited... Yeah. But, well, no, Jason Momoa and Dave Bautista can't be in the same movie. They, they are. are in the same Trust movie. Me. Mm. Well, they had to fight to the death because they... John Cena shows up with The Rock at another point, and you're like, <laughs> whoa! And then Roman Reigns came out of the worm. Yeah. No. Um, it was, I thought uh, that was funny. It was... Uh, let's see. Who else is in there? Javier Bardem. Oh, uh, God, yeah. Limited, oh, that was great. Yeah, limited, he's good, too. but good. Um there are some other people I don't. Oh, uh, whoever the the uh, button guy was from. Yeah, Polka Dot Man. Polka Dot Man, it? dude. You know, one thing I always want to do with our rewatches is just to rank successive characters, right? Yeah. So it's not always even best performances, but like which actor and character ended up being the most successful, and you can just rank them right down the line. And maybe the lead character sometimes is last. Yeah. Um. Sometimes you know they're the best, but dude, I really liked it. I think for me it was like a a ninety one. Yeah, it was like 95 for me. Oh, woo, um, that's very strong. And like there were no parts where you're like, this is silly science fiction. Right. It all felt very real. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought Denis did a really good job with like showing the scale of things in terms of not only like the worms on the planet, but like, you know, you see this big, huge spaceship pull up outside of a planet and then a little teeny tiny ball comes flying out of it and you realize that's another ship going to land yeah. and then when that ship lands it's like humongous right on the on the ground and i thought that was just like a really creative um super hint um han zimmer does yes. the score and the sound effects and the the talking and some of the singing and and stuff is just out of control so, good can i show you where i subtracted two points sure it's on some of the costumes I felt like we're straight out of like Power Rangers. Some of like the battle costumes, like the troopers and shit. I just like I had to take a couple points. But some of them, some of the costumes were just like mind-blowingly cool and amazing. So some of that stuff didn't hit. But dude, overall, I mean, what a competent director Den- Denny is, and I just hope we get another one. I'm, I'm sure we will. Like, what did it do? Forty million or something in box office? Every you said, what did you say about HBO Max? Oh, um, it's the most watched movie. It surpassed uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League. Which is crazy because they only released that, I think. Well, maybe it was in theaters too, but like that's when theaters were closed. So like yeah. everybody saw it. So I was, I'm was, i impressed with the response. I know they'll do another one. If Denny wants to do it, they'll do it. And I, the second one will be better than this one. I know it. So here's my question for you guys. Chalamet is the next who? Uh, Johnny Depp. Leo. But hopefully with like a better career path. The next Leo. The next Leo. 
Like he's just a because he's gonna. Deal, right? You think that he'll have a like a more loud, like lauded career. Like he will get yes. start to get nominated. I for, think yeah, he will you're take. Right. He'll take fewer roles, but they'll always be like big blockbuster type things. Like yeah. like big epic movies. Not, just, not necessarily like the best reviewed, but they're gonna be like the scale of the movie will be big. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He literally every time he talks, though, I'm like disoriented. Why? Because he's like got this like New York accent in real life, yeah. And I'm always like, whoa, like that can't be him. Like somehow every time I, hear I'm him. I'm shocked actually every time I see his body because he's so skinny and little. He somehow, must be 120 pounds. Somehow they like him in fight scenes. Right, like he's trained well. I know, like, but they the, did a good job with that of showing like how seriously this culture takes like their military and their like discipline. Every aspect of it, he's like on point, and he's always studying. He's always fighting. He's always training on something. Well, it reminded me a lot of the King, which he was in, yeah. which he had to do a lot of like night combat, which most of it was him. Um, and so like, you know, cause there were some knife fights in the King as well. And it kind of right. reminded me like of, of his portrayal of fucking Louis the 14th or whatever, whatever it, was. it was. Yeah. But yeah, I, man, I thoroughly enjoyed this movie a lot. The science fiction elements weren't silly. They were mm-hmm. very believable, like the shields and stuff. Yeah. Um, just like overall it was just awesome. It I think was, it was pretty it was, smart. It was epic. Yeah. 95. That's wrong. 91 for me, Eric. I'm so curious for you I'm to watch it. I'm going to see it in theaters. I'm pretty excited. Go see it. This week you're going to watch it, right? Yeah. Okay, great. Can't wait. All right, guys. You know what time it is, right? Let's go. Well, do do, do we want to like critique me for not actually wrapping up our last rewatch, even though I've tried and it just couldn't happen? Yeah. We'll just, just I mean, move there's on. nothing to say about it. Okay. You know, we'll get it done. Yeah. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> Feel it, baby. What is this? I don't know what our next rewatch is, but I'm enjoying the tune. Put your vibrations, baby. It's Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch because oh. we're breaking down Mark Wahlberg. Oh, <laughs> that's really his song. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh yeah, that's um, CNC Music Factory, right? Overrated. No, it's Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. Oh. Overrated on his music career, and I'm sure people think it's trash. <laughs> it is trash. He's trash. All right, here we go. Right, is go. he trash as an actor? Let's go. All right, here we go. I'm going to skip his many, 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 many appearances on TV, but we should talk about him basing his a TV show on himself in Entourage, and then starring or like being a recurring character in it. And it aging horribly, by the way. Yeah. Um, so here we go. He starts out with The Substitute, which got a 29. He did The Renaissance Man in 1994. Uh, the Basketball Diaries. Have you okay. seen this? That broke. Basketball Diaries is a good movie. It did 2.1 million. Uh, 1996, he did Fear. And 1997... Oh, that was the roller coaster movie with Alicia Silverstone. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. Okay. 1997, he did uh, Traveler, uh, which at the time was his best movie. 97, he's still not a household name as far as an actor at all. And then uh, his his best movie ever uh, is rated on Rotten Tomatoes, Boogie Nights, nineteen ninety seven. Oh, such a fucking what good a movie. Paul Thomas Anderson. I mean, he this was a huge ensemble cast. He's not necessarily the star of this movie, although he is Dirk Diggler. Um, he's, he's just the Dirk. I mean, this cast is just huge, and the movie's amazing. And yeah, he did a good job as like a young, t- you know, 19, 20 year old kid, whatever. I mean, Burt Reynolds, Heather Graham, Philip Seymour Hoffman, like the list goes on crazy, and on. Crazy, crazy cast. Then he did The Big Hit in 1998. Oof, bad movie. Saw okay. it. Terrible. Ooh. Uh, then he did The Corrupter in 1999. And then his other biggest movie in 94 on Rotten Tomatoes, Three King. Oh, that's a really fucking good movie. That is a good movie. That was with Ice I mean, T. You, Ice Cube. Ice Cube, sorry. So you got Damn. him, Ice Cube. I don't remember the third king. 
But I remember really, I love that movie. I at least I think I do. I just haven't seen. it I've a never long heard time. of it. To be honest with you, it's I've like an Iraqi war movie where like three soldiers like hear about like this town may have like a treasure, like gold. Yeah, gold. Yeah, 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 yeah. like like this warlord that may have been killed has like gold, and they go and try to like get it and ship it back. Is it home more of a war movie or more of a like? heist movie okay i'm in then i'm gonna it's I, both like, wanna it's watch. really good it's really fucking good I'm not dude. a huge war movie guy but like a good old heist that sounds like there's like fun. a couple of like war scenes and they just kind of like treat it with respect of like damn that was like you know the actors are pretty shook by it or whatever so all right that's it then he's kind of that's hitting him right 1999 now. boogie nights and three kings all right 2000 he does the perfect storm and the yards perfect storm was good uh it's fine it was good was that Clooney as well yeah Two thousand one, the ship. Yeah. Two thousand one. He does Planet of the Apes and Rockstar, which got oh, a, which got a fifty three, but a fifty nine from the the fans. That's pretty bad. That's Both pretty of those bad. are pretty bad. Uh, two thousand two. He does The Truth About Charlie. Never heard of it. Okay. When's When's the happening coming? Two thousand three. He does The Italian Job. Ooh, that was pretty solid. That's pretty good. Charlie's. But. but- it's bad. Yeah, I'm sure if we like, watch it now, we'd be like, oof. I remember at the time, the director, I forget who it was, was like, we didn't want stunt drivers for this. We wanted our actors and actresses to to drive their own cars. And then when you see like the driving scenes, you're like, that's definitely actors and actresses driving cars. <laughs> <laughs> All right, 2004, he does I Heart Huckabees. T- tiny piece of a huge cast. Okay, this one, I think you guys are going to be like, that was pretty good, but... No. Is this the football movie, Invincible? This is 2005's uh, Four Brothers. Oh, I didn't like that movie. No, that movie sucked. sucked. Vin Diesel, Seth Green. It got a 52 from the critics and an 80 from the audience. It's trash. (laughs) It was trash. Uh, 2006, he did Invincible and The Departed, which was... He was good in The Departed. He was good in The Departed, but again, like you said uh, with the previous movie, tiny part of a very large cast. Right. 2007, he did Shooter and We Own the Night. Okay. People love Shooter. (laughs) It's such a pile. Uh, 2008, he did The Happening and Max Payne. Both bombed, bombed. Bad year for Bomb. him. Uh, 2009, he did The Lovely Bone. Uh, wow. wow. How, many kind call- of really- <laughs> How many callbacks are we going <laughs> to have? I didn't know he was in that. Uh, Accidental callbacks. 2010, he did Date Night and The Other Guys and The Fighter and Can't The in- about- Invocation. Wow, he was busy. The Fighter was a huge movie, right? Was that Christian Bale? That was Christian Bale and him, I believe, right? <sighs> And that God, was, he's done some actually good roles. And then too. what was the one before that? Uh, one sec, I was just looking at who was in the fighter. Uh, the fighter was Christian Bale and Amy Adams. Yeah, and it was like pretty good. Uh, the one before that was the other guys. The other guys was great. That's Will Ferrell. Yeah. Okay. Again, another big ensemble cast. Yeah. But it also he had was the Rock. Briefly, like right away, him Bri- and Samuel Will Jackson Ferrell, jump off a cliff or Mark the Wahlberg, building and die. Mendes, Michael Keaton. Yeah. Christineth. Yeah. <laughs> Such a great scene. Um, then in uh, 2012, he did Contraband and Ted. Ted was a disappointment. The first Ted was like... It was okay. I think people some, liked it. It had some funny funny parts in it. Yeah. Uh, 2013, he did Broken City, Pain and Gain, Two Guns, Prisoners, and Lone Survivor. Jesus, now he's working a yeah, lot. People he's love like, Lone let's Survivor go too. over to quantity instead of quality. The Chris Kyle story. Yeah. People also like Oh, no, no, no that, that was Bradley Cooper. Sorry. Never mind. Oh, yeah, wrong, yeah. Wrong movie. Yeah. That was American um, Sniper or something like yes, that. Yes, correct. Then uh, 2014, he does Transformers Age of Extinction. I mean, they're so long gone. Garbage. You know, and it's just... The Gambler and Manny. Never heard of any of those. The Gambler generic. 2015, he does the Entourage movie, Ted 2, and Daddy's Home. All bad. 2015, he does Mojave. That's what? it? Yep. 
Okay. 2016, he does Deepwater Horizon and Patriot's Day. I love Deepwater Horizon. Really? It was good. What was it? That was the the oil rig explosion. Really? And okay. he, he saves a bunch of people, of course, because right. he's Mark Wahlberg. Right. Uh, 2017, he does Transformers, The Last Night, Daddy's Home 2, and All the Money in the World. Okay. Didn't see any of those. Uh, 2018, he does 22 Milhas, Unbanned, The Legend of AJ1, uh, Mile 22, Ooh. and Instant Family. Ooh. Okay. He right. doesn't do a single movie in 2019, but in 2020, he does Spencer Confessional... Or Confidential. Confidential. I watched it. Scoob. Bad. Scoob. Oh yeah. And they did a Joe Scooby Bell. movie. He voiced a character. And Joe Bell. Um all right, so we're caught up. And then he did in twenty twenty one he did Infinite and then he's gonna be in Uncharted. Oh Infinite. Oh my was god. Bad. Um I think Infinite was unwatchable. Thinks- That's the movie you said you watched. You said you watched Infinite, didn't you? And you said I haven't seen one in forever. It was on like Paramount Plus. Uh, you did watch it. Yeah, it so I watched bad. it. Too. I fucking told you. I'm so glad we did this because I was right. I said you just watched a Mark Wahlberg movie that was it bad. It was so bad, and it was so bad we couldn't oh, even remember yeah, the name we, of it. Well, and we didn't even finish it. it was, I, I watched 45. He minutes. did finish. It, it was so bad that I read the title of it and didn't remember it, and I watched it like in the last few months. Um, I think All that right. Mark Wahlberg is awful. I think he's properly rated as not very good. I don't think anyone thinks Mark Wahlberg makes bangers. I don't think anyone is like, oh shit. Yeah. Mark Wahlberg's right. in this. Got to get to the theater unless he's making another sniper movie. I just, I think that he's rated as a bit of a joke and maybe unfairly. I, <laughs> going back on some of these movies he's been with Scorsese and he's been, I mean, he actually is a little bit underrated. I mean, lately he's trash. I wish everybody But you were talking see, about his whole career. I wish everybody could see Eric's face right now. Dude. I am still. Done he has day. made a couple of these movies that you went through. He, every you listed one of his six movies, big that, movies that he every made better. one of them, you said bit part. No, no that's no, not no. true. It's a couple of these I was like, damn, I forgot he did that. I forgot he did that. Um, I definitely forgot about Boogie I think Nights. he's really, con- yeah, I mean, he is considered like this joke of an actor that did Entourage, and that's about it. And I it's think really that, like, no, he's done a couple of like, he's shown up a few times I and think done this some is awesome high, shit. I think this is you guys wearing your highbrow TV lenses, <laughs> thinking that people all think the same way that you do. I think people think of him as a leading man, as a big time actor that gets people to theaters. <laughs> I don't think so. And he stinks. He is terrible. <laughs> he makes me want to see movies less. He's that bad. Yeah. He's, I, he's, I, I get that now. He's more but we're involved, talking about his whole career. He's more involved in Wahlberger at this point than he is in his in acting. And also, I don't know if there's any movie that he's made in the past 10 years that I was like, that was good. I get that. You also um, haven't seen, you've seen like eight movies in the last 10 years. So <laughs> they're all Mission Impossible. Pretty much. Um, <laughs> I, I think that like when you go back, I can list like six movies out of those that are very good that I think people sort of forget about. Um, and not just me. I, I think that I'm trying to speak for the collective here. I think that he is actually a, a little bit, a, lens. a tiny bit underrated. I think he's properly rated as you said, did some good shit. Mm-hmm. He's done a lot of crap. When he stops trying to be a leading man and starts to take roles in like smaller movies about like an older cop in Boston that's like directed by a real director and he gets cast, he will probably win 
like a best supporting actor Oscar at some point. I'm serious. I his think that ego he is, is too just big having for that shit. a very rough ten years, but his, he's still making a ton of his money. Ego is too big for that. No, no, it won't be. And, and also, like to me, what he would be best in is like a swallow your ego and be like the third person in an HBO show. Well, that'd where, be great. Where he would be really good, and you'd be like, "Is he back?" It, but no, he'll never do that. He I don't think he's making bullshit. And Eric. Is as he accuses us of having like a highbrow lens, he has a anti Mark Wahlberg lens that he's looking through. No, no, no. I was right. just saying, like, I think that you guys don't understand that. I, I think that like if a trailer comes out of a Mark Wahlberg movie, I think people are like, oh shit, Mark Wahlberg. No, I think that. 15 years ago they might have thought that, but I don't think that anymore. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think that's true. I think maybe the studios might think that for like Mississippi and Arkansas, but I don't think that's the case. <laughs> I thought you were gonna make a trailer park joke out of the trailer, and you it was were, gonna like just bang. But I just like that you were like, "Oh, we have a highbrow lens, fucking Mississippi and Arkansas." <laughs> well, everybody gets a shit on them. The whole country gets to. Yeah. Please, no, can we unite over nothing? I am here for it. I'm here for the highbrow. I'm on the yeah. Tom Segura build the wall around Louisiana. Yeah, uh, <laughs> escape campaign. from Louisiana. Yeah. Snake Plissken, send him in. <laughs> Uh, he's a, a tiny bit underrated for me. All right, guys. We all picked a different thing. Overrated, underrated, properly rated. That's amazing. We had three different choices. We have never been more divided. Jimbo, when we started this podcast, did you ever think you would utter the words, I think Mark Wahlberg's a tiny bit underrated? <laughs> no, but here we are. All right, guys. And here we are. One last thing to talk about today. It's time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Give it to me. Give it to me, Tom. That's right, guys. It is our new rewatch. Enter the rewatch. <laughs> <laughs> Where we... um, we're going to work on that. We're going to workshop that, okay? That doesn't ring Matrix to me. Enter the Matrix? Wasn't that like a thing? Did I make that up? I think that you... I think that was like a video game spinoff or something. We'll work on it, okay? I think Enter the Matrix was the thing. I mean, <laughs> watch, rewatch. We're not going to beat that, but let's try to get close. Okay, well, guys, uh, yeah, here we go. We're going to be rewatching the Matrix with Matrix 4 coming out soon. Uh, no better time. We are going to start this week by rewatching the Matrix, like one of the best movies ever. And somehow, mm-hmm. like a movie that's completely based on technology and is over 20 years old, that seems like a complete disaster because every movie based on technology that gets 20 years old turns into absolutely unwatchable. You ever seen Sandra Bullock, The Net? No. Or Hackers? Right. Just period. Even like a Space Odyssey. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like if you watch old movies about technology. Alien. They don't sure. fucking work. And yeah. like Star Wars that is hard. Work, Star Wars is fucking hard. When you look at the technology in Star Wars and you're like, they built a fucking planet sized ship that could kill planets with fucking graphing calculators yeah. on the wall. Like, get <laughs> right. out of here. Yeah. You know, like it's hard with technology. And for some reason, The Matrix is the one technology movie that stands the test of time. I, think I because can't wait. It works because it's like retro tech, mm-hmm. right? It's like sloppy and dirty and gross and like whatever parts you have are available you just kind of make you know yeah and i think that fits into that's any, why any timeline and yeah. star wars still works in that way i mean it was a long time ago in a galaxy far far away exactly yeah so i am excited about this um watch it with us guys i don't even know where you can find it probably they're everywhere. every all of them are on 
a streaming service. I don't know what it is, but we should not have to pay any rentals for this. I think it's on HBO Max. Honestly. I think it is too. And per- I think it is because it is. Matrix course, trilogy. It yeah, is fucking because fourth one's coming out. It's on yeah, HBO right yeah. now. So, so there we go. In like December twenty fifth or something like that, we'll have time to knock this out before then. It may not work out exactly perfectly like we did with with Bond, although it was so fucking hard to get to the theater. Anyways, none of us watched it at the same time, so that was kind of a, a bust. Anyways, so we'll just probably knock out this rewatch. And then, you know, when we get to see when that comes out, we'll, we'll knock out the fourth one. Yeah. And honestly, um, if you don't have HBO, just get yourself an early present and uh, get it for yourself. Watch Succession, Mayor of Easttown, whatever else. And uh, watch The Matrix with us this week. Yeah. 15 bucks to watch a bunch of good shit. Yeah. Can't I think wait. HBO, oh, I can't wait to see the first one. I haven't seen it in at least five, six years. I think so next week or in the next few weeks, we should do a ranking, our current ranking of streaming services. Yep. And HBO would probably be number one spoiler for me. And uh, I don't know. So good. Hulu might be. I'm going to take it. I'm going to take it serious and go through like uh-huh. the top three or four shows from each one, like recent ones that they have like maybe ongoing. Uh, and that'll help me decide because I'm, you know. Hulu is up there right now, though. I can't, uh, but you'll be the only one that can talk to Shudder. <laughs> yeah, right. I had Shudder for like three months. <laughs> watched everything they had to offer, and I'm good. Yeah, remember, like Jimbo, did you watch anything? Uh, I watched this. It's called like The Saints of... Uh, yeah. It's on Shudder or whatever. Yeah, it's, a, it's a Shudder movie. It uh, sucked. But uh, anyways, <laughs> the devil, I also watched three other movies I on Shudder. The, the Devil in the Picture. Yeah. <laughs> like, <it's> yeah. Just, <laughs> I, I watched everything they had to offer for sure. Okay, guys, that's it. That's all the time we have this week on the Nordies Podcast. We'll bring our sports cast out. It was no Vikings, but big time week for Minnesota sports. A red hot, rare weekend for Minnesota sports. Back to Winterville for the first time I in a long feel time. Like it. Easy. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry, everyone. I'm jinxing <laughs> us. All right, until then, thank you guys for listening to the Nordies Podcast.